We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's up packer fans welcome into the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl you can follow the podcast at pack a day podcast thanks so much for joining me today today i figured i would take a look at five players who I want to buy stock in this upcoming season. What I mean by that is, now if you think of it when you're buying stock or crypto or whatever the heck it is that you're investing in, football cards, who knows, whatever it is you're investing in, you want to you know, try to look at the potential value down the road and you're hoping that the value of whatever it is you're purchasing is obviously going to go up over time and not down and that you can sell it higher than what you bought it for. I'm not breaking any news here. You guys all know this. Probably didn't need to explain it, but I figured I would do that today with five Packers who I think if you were able to buy stock in them now that by the end of this upcoming season, the stock on these players would be even higher than it will be today. So these are the five that I'm going to go with and I'm going to start at number one and number one on my list here, and they're not in any particular order, but is the only one on this list that actually has a change in depth chart, you know, from a season ago. And that's and that's AJ Dillon. And of course, Jamal Williams is gone, which easily pushes AJ Dillon from number three and really kind of an afterthought in most game plans, right? To the number two running back position and having a legitimate role game in and game out, unlike he did a season ago. He was lucky in certain games just to even touch the ball. Um, you know, so I think this is a you know a, a much bigger opportunity this upcoming season for AJ Dillon. And whenever we got a chance to get a glimpse of A.J. Dillon a season ago, he was really, really good. So, And against the Titans, of course, he was fantastic. So this is a player whose role is increasing, who has now basically, I don't want to say like a redshirt season, but like all the wear and tear that you normally get as a running back and all the kind of wear and tear that he had on his legs from Boston College because he was seeing a bunch of eight, nine man boxes and they kind of, you know, gave him the ball a ton. Like now he has fresh legs, didn't play a ton a season ago. I think he's going to be ready to go. And, uh, you know, we also know that whether it's been Mike McCarthy or whether it's been Matt LaFleur, this is not a team that has wanted to give Aaron Jones 25, 28 touches per game, right? 
So they limit the amount of touches. And last year, I think it was every second quarter, like at by the end, like middle to end of second quarter, everyone on Twitter was, is everything all right with Aaron Jones? What's going on with Aaron Jones? Second quarter is basically when the Packers rested Jones. They gave him the first quarter, get things going. They gave him basically the second half. But the second quarter, a lot of times was Jamal Williams quarter a season ago. I would expect something similar with A.J. Dillon this upcoming season. And I think that once he gets his opportunity, I, I think he can be a really, really good running back in this league. So I know A.J. Dillon, if you read the article as well from Ty Dunn, is betting on himself. He's buying his own football cards uh, and trying to add value over time. Um, it's a kind of a cool way that he can invest in himself. But if you want to invest in A.J. Dillon, maybe you can do the same, pick up some sweet A.J. Dillon football cards. But uh, that is definitely a player that I think will have more value after this upcoming season than he even does right now. Next up on my list, and this one may be a little bit of a surprise, but is Robert Tunyon. And I think when people talk sometimes about Tunyon from a season ago, you hear them talk about, well, it was a lot of schemed open stuff and it was a product of the system. And when teams are focused on Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams and, you know, all these other weapons, you know, a Robert Tunyon's going to sneak open from time to time. I, I just don't see it that way. And, and frankly, I think there's still room to grow for Tunyon, which is, I think, the most exciting part. I think he can still become a better tight end even than he was a season ago. And I think so few players get a season like that in the NFL where they just have a, a true breakout moment and now they have the confidence. And with Tunyon, I'm really excited to see now he knows. Now he knows he can play in this league and he knows he can play at a high level. Now can you repeat it and can you even get better? I think he can and I think he will. Um, remember, he's only 27 years old. And also remember that he's in a contract year right now. So the better he performs this season, uh, the better that that contract is likely going to be. So I think this is a really big season for Albertonian. But when I went back and I you know, kind of watched the tape a season ago, it's funny because there were multiple plays where he worked himself open on his own and he just didn't see the ball. Like I, I can remember two or three plays where he ran great routes, got separation, got open deep, and Rodgers just wasn't looking his way. And then it would be like the flukiest plays where the ball came his way and he, or he was wide open and it was more scheme stuff. So there was some of that where he was schemed open and things like that. But uh, there was enough of the other stuff where he did work himself open that I think there's still opportunity for growth there. And again, 27 contract year. Uh, I, I think that in, also look at it this way. Still, I'm kind of expecting Aaron Rodgers to eventually be the quarterback, but if it's Jordan Love, man, younger, you know, inexperienced quarterbacks love using their tight ends in the middle of the field as more of like that check down. You know, I, I have faith in the bigger body guy over the middle. Like, so Tunyon could even see a little bit of a jump if it is in fact Jordan Love as well. So I like I like where Tunyon's at, and I think he has the opportunity to improve. And again, another player I would buy stock in this upcoming season. Number three, this might be a little bit premature, and I know a lot of people are high on him already, so there's some definitely some risk here, but Amari Rogers is a player that I get. He has, there's a lot of bodies at that wide receiver position, right? And we don't know how that's going to stack up, and we don't know how they're going to rotate those receivers in, and it's quite possible that Amari Rogers is lower on the pecking order, especially if it's Aaron Rodgers, and we know he likes to have trust and faith in his wide receivers before they get a ton of snaps, but let's be real. 
there's just not another receiver on the roster like Amari Rogers. And he brings a different element to that team. I think he's going to have a real chance to be the kick returner, the punt returner. And I just don't see Amari Rogers failing. And I think he's going to be a really good pro for this Packers team. Somebody that I know a lot of people, myself included, are really excited about. But I think his skill set fits very well within this offense. I think his skill set fits very well with Aaron Rodgers if he's the quarterback and um, you know being able to have another option in the slot that can do some of the things that Amari Rodgers can do. I think he's going to be dy- dynamic after the catch might be the wrong word because I don't think he like he, you know we're not talking like somebody's going to juke out somebody thirty times or something, but uh, he is going to be a very good run after the catch receiver uh, because he can do a variety of different things. And I just, I don't see him failing. And I like his odds of being, I don't know that I want to say at this point, like the next great Packers receiver. I think that's very premature, but I think he's going to be a very good receiver. And it may take some time. Maybe it's not just this year, but over time, I think that value is going to continue to go up on Amari Rogers. The next one might be the most obvious of all players on on this list today. And that's Rashawn Gary, 23 years old still was still kind of putting things together, but made a pretty impressive jump from year one to year two. And I expect to see something similar from year two to year three. And as I've talked about in the past, if there's a player on this roster that I think can go from good or really good to great, I think it's Rashawn Gary. And I think he has the ability to be a massive presence on on the defensive front from a pressure standpoint, from a run stopping standpoint. I think we're going to find out this year just what Rashawn Gary is capable of and if he can kind of put all those pieces together to become that well-rounded overall football player. But I love how he works on his game. The the grind is there for him. He's insanely hardworking. He has the respect of his coaches. He is chock full of talent, oozing with potential. Now can he turn that into, we think this is going to be a guy that could be an impact player. Now can he turn that into you know, a ton of pressures, 15 sacks, couple forced fumbles, you know, those sort of things. And if that happens, this defense has the opportunity to take a pretty big jump, but I'd be very surprised if Rashawn Gary didn't take a jump and his value doesn't go up through the course of this upcoming season. And then last but not least, every time that you, you know, are, are buying stock, you want to have something that, you know, has a little safety to it, right? You may be not quite as volatile, not as up and down. And to me, that's Jair Alexander here. 24 years old in February, just turned 24 years old. He is insanely talented, already one of the best corners in all of football, if not the best corner in football. And I still think he's getting better, which is the scary part. He looked really good at mini camps and or mini camps when he was there. And I, there's nothing that he can't do from a coverage standpoint. He's scrappy. He gets involved in stuff. He can absolutely, you know, shutdown corners are whatever. It's tough to be a shutdown corner, period. But he can be somebody that just takes away opposing receivers. He can play left, right, slot. You can ask him to do anything. And even those matchups against the Allen Robinsons and the bigger, more physical wide receivers, he's just, he's pesky as heck. And he finds ways to still get in their head and still stay tight on coverage. And yes, he's giving up some in size in some of those matchups, but I will I will take Jair Alexander every single time, one-on-one. I don't care who the wide receiver is. I like my odds with Alexander than over just about any other corner in the league. And again, I think he still can get better. I think he can still grow. We haven't seen him have 
the the interceptions, right? I think those are going to come over time if teams actually throw at him. But regardless of what happens, he's incredibly safe by because he's he's not going to get worse, right? He's he's only going to get better. He's already fantastic. And uh, again, the scary part of all of it is I think there's still room there for him to grow and even be better, which is really, really the scary part, at least for opposing teams, a really fun aspect if you're a Green Bay Packer fan. Those are my five guys that I'm buying stock in. If you wanted maybe like uh, to look at it in a couple different ways, you could go like a Preston Smith, right? Preston Smith, everyone's really down on, myself included, this past, you know, this offseason from what he put on tape a season ago. But you always want to buy low too. You buy low, you sell high. Well, if you're looking to buy low, Preston Smith's a really good option. He's in a contract year, basically. Um, he has a ton of incentives if he gets a ton of sacks. Like there's a good chance that he has a much better season this year than he did a season ago. Green Bay needs him to. So that would be like a buy low option. There's also guys like Kylan Hill, KB Anento, you know, those type of players where you know, you're, those are your penny stocks, right? You're you're buying them super cheap and you're hoping maybe they turn out over time. Those could be a couple other options. But my main five here, AJ Dillon, Bobby Tunyon, Amari Rogers, Rashawn Gary, and Jair Alexander. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So now I'm going to go through the five players that I would sell stock in if I could at this point. So 
this doesn't mean, and I want to be very clear here, this doesn't mean that I necessarily think poorly of these players, right? doesn't even necessarily mean that I think they're on the decline. It just means that they've reached a point where I might get the most on the return on my investment at this point because they're coming off a strong season, some things like that as well. So we'll get into these each on a case-by-case basis, but let me start by number one. And number one is a perfect example of that. And number one on my selling stock list is Devontae Adams. Now you might be thinking, Andy, what the heck are you talking about? Why would you pop? Now I'm not talking. I want to be very, very clear here. I'm not saying trade Devontae Adams. This is not a who I would like to sell on the Packers. That's not what I mean here. I'm saying I think right now Devontae Adams stock is about as high as it's ever going to be. If you want proof of that, Pro Football Focus just put out their top 50 players list and the number one wide receiver on that list is Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver in football as we speak. There's no further ceiling for Devontae Adams because what's next? Now, maybe he can work his way into Hall of Fame status. Maybe. That's maybe something that he could work his way into, but that, that's probably the peak of what could possibly happen, right? We're never going to talk about Devontae Adams as one of the top five greatest wide receivers of all time. We're never going to talk about anything like being the best wide receiver at football in, in any given season is an insane accomplishment. He has accomplished what very few players ever at the position have accomplished to be the best at their position at any given point in time. And we're starting to approach that Devontae Adams is almost 30 territory. Um, You know, obviously this upcoming year, uh, you know, he's going into a contract season. So you think he's going to have another phenomenal season, but we have seen him battle some injuries from time to time. And again, I want to be insanely clear here. This is not a bashing of Devontae Adams in any way, shape or form. It couldn't be further from the truth. It's just to point out and say, I think this is about as high as you're ever going to be able to sell on Devontae Adams because we all know, you know, it's the flavor of the week sort of thing sometimes, right? Devontae Adams is considered by many the best wide receiver in football right now. Three weeks into the season, it might be Tyree Kill. It might be Julio Jones. Who knows, right? At that point, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. There's so many players who are close in comparison that, you know, a few good weeks by one of those receivers and Devontae starts off a little bit slower, maybe doesn't have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And all of a sudden we see him, you know, maybe what, 50th or, you know, 75th next year in the top 100 countdown instead of being in the top 10 and being the best wide receiver in football. So again, this is not a bashing of Devontae Adams. This is just saying his stock is as high as it can be. It's as high as it's ever going to probably be. And if I were to advise somebody on how what to do with that stock, I would say sell now, sell high while you can. And hopefully you invested at the time when people were saying cut Devontae Adams and everything else like that, because uh, you have certainly held out, bought at the right time, and uh, now are able to sell at probably the highest level possible. Number two on my list is a little bit different. That's Kingsley Kiki. And here's the thing. I think Kingsley Kiki has the ability to be a nice player, but I still think the idea of Kingsley Kiki is better than the player of Kingsley Kiki right now. And I'm not saying he can't take a jump this year. And there's definitely a possibility that he could take that next step and and become more of a disruptive player and become a better run defender and really work his way into a a strong player that's consistently in the rotation. He's in the rotation consistently. I mean, playing 40, 50, 60 snaps per game. But I think there's also an opportunity where it just it, it's never greater than what we saw these last couple seasons where it's always okay. Remember, he's what, a fifth round pick, I think it was. He's a fifth round pick for a reason. There were some flaws in his game. And overall, I think he's been better than that fifth round pick would generally get you. 
but we haven't necessarily seen anything yet to tell us, all right, he's ready to take that next step and become a breakout player. So maybe it's more of a stock that I'm monitoring, but if somebody's willing to pay me good good money for, for Kingsley Kiki stock at this point, I'm more apt to sell. Um, and I, I, do, I think the biggest thing here is, as I mentioned just a couple seconds ago, is I feel like the general perception and idea of Kingsley Kiki is better than what he actually puts on the field. So I think there's still room for growth there for Kingsley. I still think he can be a really good football player, but I'm not willing to put my money where my mouth is on it at this point, and I'd rather sell, maybe buy some different stock, maybe buy some TJ Slayton stock instead of Kingsley Kiki and see if maybe that produces a little bit more than what Kingsley Kiki has been able to do through his first two seasons. Number three on my list, very similarly, is Jay Sternberger. Now, what I talked about you know, when I went through the offensive players was you always want to, you know, buy low, sell high. Well, this is not a great example of selling high on Jay Sternberger. His stock probably couldn't be much lower than it is right now. And we also know that tight ends are a position that takes a few years to develop. So this could definitely be a mistake on my end and he could end up being uh, a good tight end or even better than he is now. And you could sell him for more later, but and again, this is all hypothetical stock here, but maybe you could sell him for more later. But I don't know. I just don't see it with Jace since he's coming to the NFL. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he takes the next step. But I think the other thing is there's just a lot of players blocking him on the roster right now too. We know Mercedes is going to be the blocking tight end. We know Tunyon's going to be the number one. Dominique Daphne's in that equation. Josiah DeGuara's in that equation. Uh, I just think that it's going to be difficult for Jace Sternberger to get any sort of consistent snaps. And without doing that, it makes it tough for him to show value. And I still think we're at, you know, two years ago, he was a third round draft pick, you know, wasn't bad his first year, just had some injuries, didn't get on the field a ton. I still think there might be some team, you know, that values him or somebody out there that maybe values him a little bit more. And if so, you know, maybe I see what I can get in that regards. But um, I feel like at this point, I'm ready to sell on Jay Sternberger and uh, again, kind of go in a different direction and see if I can't invest somewhere else. Number four on my list might seem a little bit odd to put him on this list, but it's Ben Braden. And you might be like, Ben Braden, what are you going to get for Ben Braden stock? But I feel like there's a pretty decent buzz about Ben Braden so far this offseason. And obviously Adam Stenovich saying that not only can he compete for a roster spot, but that he's going to compete for a starting spot. There's a there's a lot of positive energy right there right now out there for Ben Braden and people wanting to know who he is and what he's about. Can he be a starter? Could he play guard? Could he play tackle? And I think overall people are people are kind of invested a little bit in Ben Braden. They're excited to see what's going to happen. And for me, that could all go swimmingly well, and maybe he turns out to be a great player. More often than not, when you're an undrafted free agent and you bounce around the league for a couple of years it's going to take a little bit more than that to prove to me that you're ready to take the next step as a player and that you're going to be a solid foundational piece of a roster. I've seen enough Breno Giacomini's and Alan Barbers who the teams consistently talked well about and said they're coming along and they're developing great. Yash Nijman, sort of a, another one of these. Alex Light was this way for a little bit. I've seen enough of these players come along where they get this hype, they get this buzz, and then you put them in a game and you know what? At the end of the day, they're a late round or undrafted free agent and they just don't have what it takes to play consistently on a down-by-down -down basis. Now, I really liked Ben Braden coming out and I'm bullish on what he may be able to come, you know, become. And I, I, I'm hopeful that he can outperform maybe my current expectations for him. But 
If there's any sort of way that you can get some return on investment now for Ben Braden, I'm willing to take it. And uh, I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, I just, until I see it, I'm not willing to necessarily believe it. But obviously it's a really nice off season for him so far. And what more do you want to hear from your offensive line coach? So maybe I'd be smart to, to stick with my Ben Braden stock, but um, if I can find a buyer that I could buy at a decent price, uh, I'm going to take my, take my ROI now and see what happens later. And then last but not least on my list of selling stock. And again, I don't want this to come across as controversial in any way. This is not me taking, I'm not even considering the entire situation right now, but that's Aaron Rodgers. And what I mean by that is he's obviously 38 years old. There's already some questions as to, you know, will, is he going to play this season? Will he retire? He just came off an MVP season. He's stayed relatively healthy the last two years. And usually we see some of these injuries start to crop up from time to time. He had the second highest passer rating of his entire career a season ago. And you just wonder, is this something at this stage of his career that he can consistently keep up? Now in this Matt LaFleur system with the weapons they have, I think it is. But at this age and with his injury history and those sort of things, coming off an MVP season and playing as well as he did, I'm willing to say, you know what, maybe I could hold on to this stock and maybe it could become a little bit more value valuable, but I think it's about as good as it gets right now. Again, not considering all the off-season situation stuff, similar to a Devontae Adams here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sell high now and figure that even if it goes his stock goes up a little bit more, it's probably incrementally so. Um, whereas, you know, if he gets injured or has to retire early or things like that, that stock goes down obviously very quickly. So just hedging my bets a little bit here and saying that I'm willing to take the risk and say I I think there's more risk that his stock goes down than that, you know, upside that his stock could go that much more up. I think it's about as up as you could get. So I'm selling high on Aaron Rodgers now, again, not taking any of this offseason stuff into consideration. Um, I would sell high on Aaron Rodgers, get back, hopefully a chunk of money for that investment and uh, move forward with investments elsewhere. So those are my five that I am selling on. Devonta Adams, Kingsley Kiki, Jay Sternberger, Ben Braden, and Aaron Rodgers. Again, want to be crystal clear. This does not mean that I think that these are poor players or that they can't develop or anything like that. Just what I would do from a stock standpoint if such a thing did exist. One interesting name that you would want to maybe think about here would be David Bakhtiari as well. You know, of course, he's starting to get you know close to that, or either at or close to that thirty years in age. Um, just signed a huge contract, coming off the torn ACL. But man, I just trust David Bakhtiari unequivocally that I th- think he's still going to play at a very high level for a long time yet. So not willing to sell on David Bakhtiari yet. But if you wanted to, I would certainly maybe understand it coming off that torn ACL. Hope you enjoyed this uh, episode as always. Uh, If you're not subscribed already, make sure to subscribe. Uh, You can get the audio podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. You can get the video podcast, um, of course, on YouTube. You can find it also on PackerReport.com. Again, I'm Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at AndyHermanNFL. Appreciate you guys as always. But until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.